Hoops Temple podcast. Y'all know me, Nathan Schwartz. And joining me from Sacramento, Aaron Schroeder. Good to see you, Nate. I was here like three hours ago. We just recorded another podcast. We're a, we're a machine of, of basketball information. Like the world can't handle us. Listen, this pod's not dropping for like two weeks after the last pod that we just recorded. So I was like, all right, I'm going to change my shirt. We're going to change up the appearance. I'll go take a shower, clean up. Uh, so that way, like we can try to play this off as an entirely different day. But you've just, you've blown the, the ruse from the get-go. Nah, we, we were here earlier. It's 2.30 Pacific time. We did another one at 10 uh, Pacific time. I did change my shirt for uh, continuity's sake. You know, I, I wouldn't. Maybe, uh, yeah, I, I tried to. I tried to. I guess it wouldn't be, be for lack of continuity because I'm, I'm trying to act like this didn't happen later in the day. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the reasons why this is going to be so delayed is because we haven't dropped small forwards yet. So uh, that will drop and this will drop. And yeah, we are back to rank the 51st through 71st greatest power forwards of all time. Let's fucking go, Nate. Let's go. (laughs) Where's your energy? Top 75 small forwards. You ever want to talk about, we already did Dan Roundfield. You're going to talk about Happy Harrison and Kenyon Martin, Otis Thorpe. This is your the podcast for you man this this is the pod yeah if you're gonna build a top 300 you got to do this first so this is yeah. the, this is the fun part i will say i like the power forward grouping a lot better than uh the shooting guard grouping at this stage so oh sure uh, that that position keeps getting bleaker this one i think we at least have one more round of incredible of like good quality players oh sure i'm interested to see who you uh who did not send me because i get all these names from you unless i think of somebody so uh if there's someone there's usually someone i'm missing and it's your fault i just want to let the listeners know that if i forgot someone it's not because i don't know ball it's because nate is trying to sabotage me you know i could send you a, a greater list but like I, I'm. I feel like I'm sending you pretty deep cuts. I actually you... only have 76 guys, so I have one guy missing the cut. So I'm curious to see where we land. But you'll have to have to lead the way on some of the extras if we if we if we do have it. Well, if I gotta lead the back half, you want to start us off then? Sure thing. My very first guy. My very first guy is Vin Baker, four-time really? All Star, two-time All NBA. In those four All-Star seasons, 95, 96, 97, and 98, he is at 20 points a night on 10 boards, about three assists on 50% shooting. Leads the league in minutes in 1995, plays 82, 82, 82, and 78 games in that stretch. It's really really going to struggle to find guys that have made even two All-Star teams at this point. Two All-NBA teams is, is pretty impressive. I just I liked what Baker is able to bring. Um, he's even picking up some All-Defensive voting shares, which is nice, but an All-NBA second team team in 1998 i think it's pretty good stuff i'm curious what you think so i i had vin quite a ways down here rather than that um vin is the highest remaining guy on uh, on the matrix's awards uh kind of rankings so i i'm seeing what you're seeing there from the awards perspective some of the things that i didn't particularly care for with vin is kind of the the brevity of how long he is an impact player because um, he does kind of get to fat Vin Baker relatively quickly. And, you know, age 29, he's, he's dropped off significantly. He, age uh, 27, he's hurt, doesn't play a ton. We're really looking at like five, uh, four good years. Sure, it's the four years. But how do we get to fat Vin Baker? It's him playing heavy, heavy minutes for Milwaukee and then Seattle. I was going to say McDonald's. That's that's how we got there. <laughs> like 1998, Baker is, is 36 minutes a night, and that, that's a 61-to-win Supersonics team. Uh, obviously, Gary Payton's on that team, Delif Shrimp, but he, he replaces Sean Kemp 
pretty well. So you're looking at, at four years, 95 to 98, where he averages 19 point mm-hmm. seven points per game, basically 10 rebounds, uh, almost 40 minutes a night. The guy that I've got at, at 51 goes from 2000 to 2012, averages 20 points per game, eight rebounds, and 37 minutes a night. Not quite as many awards or accolades. 2000 to 2012. You have Kenny Martin? Yeah. Uh, no, I have no. of Antoine. Jameson. Anton Jameson. Get out of here, Nate. <laughs> Listen, this no, is really Anton Jameson for over a decade. What you know? Yeah, sure. We're not talking the cream of the crop guys is here, but then he does transition to a bench role. He gets six man of the year in the middle of this stretch. So we've seen him on his own be the guy that it can deliver the high value, well, low value points, but high volume points. And then on a good team, can transition his game and still produce value. He is so inefficient for for a power forward. It just drives me crazy. I really couldn't get over that. I think he should be higher than I had him, but he's like the third piece on the Wizards behind Butler and and um, Agent Zero, and they're getting obliterated by the Cavs. And I, he shoots forty five percent for his career, and it's so low. How much? I, I'm not a Vorp guy, but he does. He has like 24. No, I'm thinking of Kevin Willis, but um, in terms of like ridiculously low Vorp, but um, I'm just not as into it. At- Ironically, Jameson also has 24 Vorp, uh, but 87.8 win shares. The win shares are there. Um, I just- and as far as his negative scoring, we're talking career true shooting added of negative 250. Whereas yeah. Vin, we're looking at negative 150. Vin's got. A career true shooting of 52.2%, just a a lower volume, whereas uh, Jameson, 52.3. So about even scoring, just a much longer period of doing it. I can see it. I can see it. Well, let's give me the next two guys you have or three guys and I'll give you mine and we'll see if you can find one common ground and talk about that. Our one common ground is going to be my next guy or not my next guy, my 53 nomination. Mm -hmm. Because you hate my 52 nomination. You know who it is. It's Anton Walker. It's It's Anton. Of course. I'm willing to settle for Anton Walker, but who's who's their next guy? It's her my 53 is David West. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that better. I had West. I knew you were going to like David West better. I'm a David West guy. Who are your 52 and 53 then in between West? And Zach West? Randolph and Charles Oakley. Okay. Okay. I, I had West just one over Randolph. Um, so if you want to give me your, your uh, Zebo case, I'm, I'm in, I'm up for switching them. The Matrix Zach, greatly Zach prefers Randolph is it. Awesome. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the Matrix just greatly prefers Randolph. Um, like he comes in 187. Uh, West comes in 256. So uh, if you're into making that switch, just give me a good case. From 2004 to 2018, he's given you 18 points and 10 boards. But he he isn't the best player on the Grand Grand Grizzlies. But man, is he really good. 2013 versus the Clippers. 21 points and eight boards. Then in the second round versus the Thunder, he's given you 18 and 11. These these are really good Grizzlies teams. Like in that that series versus the Thunder, like he's this he's second in scoring right behind Gasol, but first in boards. And man, I just I like his contributions to winning. Um, he has a really great game. I'm trying to find one second. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know where it is. Anyways, he destroys the Clippers. Or this is the Spurs. It's the Spurs when they when they beat him the eighth seed to the one seed. And I can't find the game, but I'll find it. I've got a uh, I've got a David West Spurs game for you. They're playing in. Uh, this is during his 
OK, or uh, OKC. It's it's his Hornets time, uh, which I believe is when they were in Oklahoma. Uh, it's game five, series tied 2-2. West delivers a 38-point, 14-board, 5-assist, five 5-block five game. That's yeah. one hell of a game. That's we pretty good. about just how strong he was and how much he meant to both those Hornets and those Pacers teams. Like, he is... He is contributing to winning for quite some time. A thousand career games played. Um, He's the savvy veteran. Yeah, you know he he barely plays with the Warriors for those two rings, but like his leadership um, and veteran presence, he can come in and have a couple of really good games when they need him. I'm sorry, I talked myself into into David West. <laughs> that's that's fine. We could do West. I, I do like West. I saw that that Paul George said that he doesn't lift weights. He's just that strong, naturally. There are some people like that. I believe it. I believe that David West hasn't touched a weight. But I found the game, 2011, game six versus the Spurs to close the one-seeded Spurs out. Zebo has a 17-point fourth quarter, which is which is kind of nuts, like against Duncan and all that. Um, the Spurs themselves score 25 points in the fourth, and, and Zebo scores 17 of the Grizzlies 29 points in that fourth quarter. That's a, that's a big game. That's a really big game. You want to go to West and then Randolph and then Baker? And <laughs> Don't, then try to sneak ba- Don't try to sneak Baker and in. Then and then Aton like, Jameson. No, we're, we're not just going to sneak You're not a Baker li- in like that. You're not a, li- Are you a longevity guy now? What's your deal? What's what, what longevity? You? What's wrong with like you? Years. <laughs> I'm trying to. Find, I'm looking for special seasons. You can find the, the Anton Jameson is like a fringe all star, like occasionally in his like in his best to best years. But for the most part, he's just like kind of a regular power forward. And like Vin Baker in '98 is like second team All NBA behind Grant Hill and Karl Malone. Like he's he's that good. We'll get back. We'll get back to them. But I wanted to, I wanted to just read a couple of things about Zach Randolph. What I had written down and and why I had him a little bit lower. Did you know he's zero and four in game sevens? Really? Yeah. Uh, in 03, Portland versus Dallas, uh, 35, 37 minutes. It's only 14 points, 10 rebounds, goes five for 12 from the floor. Not a great game, but he is still plus two. Uh, Memphis versus OKC, 38 minutes, six for 15, 17 points, 10 rebounds, negative 17 points in the, like negative 17 plus minus. Uh, 2012, Memphis versus the Clippers, uh, 39 minutes, goes, two, goes three for 12, nine points, 12 boards. Uh, negative eight for the, the Grizzlies. Um, and then 2014 uh, against OKC, he does not play because he's suspended because he punched Steven Adams in the face. <laughs> you know, the thing with Randolph and those kind of players, he's the bully ball stuff. It is hard to do come playoff time. There are kinds of players like that really are affected by the, the tougher playoff defense. There are spot up shooters now, they don't have as much space anymore, and there's guys like Zebo. Zach Randolph goes from 47% shooting in the regular season to 43, 44% shooting in the playoffs, which for a center, sorry, a power four, like a, a very tall person, um, isn't ideal. But what's Anton Jameson shooting in the playoffs? About 45%? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can, can I just hammer the nail in the Vin Baker coffin and then no. let's not talk about him for a few minutes? No, guy. This better be the, the this better be damning evidence. Like he didn't make the All NBA team in '98 or something. So, do you know how many wins these Vin Baker teams are? It's not much, but we're way past, way past the point where we're gonna care about that. These are not first options. These are just they're not. I think they win 38 games or something, 40 something. Um. So the the three bucks years 
34-25-33. That's not that bad. That's not that bad from this stretch. And I, I like when, uh, when guys are able to be respected on bad teams, I think that's important. Anton Jameson is on some shitty teams, dude. He's not good enough to make the all yeah. despite that. Like I think I think it's it's an accomplishment at this point on the list to be respected by the league enough to make the L N B or All Star team while being on a bad team. It's tough to do. It's tough to do. And like and Jameson has his chances. He has his chances to 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 make that, but it's not happening. Like two thousand three on a thirty eight win Warriors team. He's twenty two and seven, plays every game almost forty minutes a night, and it's like whatever. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize Gilbert Arenas was on this team too. Why have I never seen like an Why have I never seen like an Anton Jameson interview about playing with Gilbert Arenas for eight years? Is he okay? Could not. <laughs> I mean, they also had Cron Butler, so it was, it was uh, an entertaining. Did they all get time. traded at the same? I, I feel like I missed that. Oh, chapter it's in my the NBA ultimate schmedium three. But they they went from Golden State to Washington together. No, 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 because because Howard or sorry, not Howard Jameson goes to Dallas. Yeah. Before joining up. I don't know. I, I do think that this all NBA era, it's, it's kind of a weaker, he gets in in 97 and 98. I'm, I'm pulling up the lists. Uh, and in 97, he beats out Tom Gugliotta. It's a good player. Yeah. But who's he right? Who's he right next to? Like, so so in 97, he beats out Tom Gugliotta by one vote. Um, 98, this is when he gets second team. Uh, and he's right next to Grant Hill above 32 year old Scotty Pippen, who played 44 games. Like it, it was it was kind of a weaker time for forward. It's it's the end of Barkley and um, uh, Malone's still up there, but end of Barkley and then kind of pre KG uh, taking over. So, and just just say okay. The highest the highest L and B voting Anton Jameson ever got was twenty fourth. Uh, he was behind Rasheed Wallace and David West. But it's the longevity for Jameson. So he's like he's like the he's like he's like the fifth. He's like the so he's yeah. like fifth team All NBA. I'm not doing it. This, this is, is this is a tombstone so? issue for me. I don't like Anton Jameson for I I don't like Anton Jameson that much. I had him at sixty. I had him at sixty three. I find I find him wildly underwhelming. If you want to bump him up into the mid fifties, I'll be there. But over players that like actually contributed to really good teams or made all NBA teams and stuff, like I don't know what Jameson's doing to make that special. Yeah, he, he 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 wandered around okay. some mediocre teams and gave you twenty points. It's it's whatever. Okay. Okay. Can we do Antoine Walker then? I'll, I'll yeah, no, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. All right. Walker gets fifty three. Who else do we have? Um, Sorry, who's fifty one and fifty two? Who'd we lock in again? Was it David West, Zach Randall? Okay. In that order. Um, do we have anyone else here? Because I don't think either of us are quite ready to budge on Vin or Antoine over each other. So got... we did. So we had West Randolph. Do you want to just put Walker here? Put Antoine Walker. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who else do you have? I had Charles Oakley, one time All Star. Time all defense, you're getting almost 1300 games of 10 points and about 10 boards. But looking at where he goes, like he's a part of such great defenses. The Knicks from these 10 seasons in New York, and these are all really good defensive teams. Looking at uh, that 94 finals run in the first round, 41 minutes, then then 38, then 40 in the finals, 41 minutes again, and he's 16 and 14, 13 and 11, 14 and 10, 11 and 12. Like it's he has to be out there for this Knicks team, and he's he's putting up numbers. I just felt like uh, like that's pretty good. He played in 29 playoff series and and 11 uh, 11 points and 10 boards and great defense and just hopped around from playoff team to playoff team playing defense and grabbing boards 
Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I had him and I had another Nick, although he's not quite as good with the Nick. It's um, Anthony Mason in here. Uh, Mason, another All-NBA forward. I know how much you like those All-NBA teams. But yeah, I, I think Oakley is a good choice this year. So Oak at uh, 54 also has a, has a good stint with Chicago. That's kind of underrated. Oh, sure. You know, Horace Grant gets in there. And I think you probably could have run those three Bulls titles with Oakley instead of Grant. Although that's not to take anything away from what Grant does. It's just I agree. kind of a, uh, they're, they're both really good. They both got in there. They rebounded. They did the dirty work. The Knicks have one of, if not the best defenses. They're like either one, they're like one to three like 91 through 95 with Oak in there. So, yeah, solid, solid. Uh, what are your thoughts on Antonio McDice or Paul Millsap? Interesting. I, I'd like to hear the the McDice argument. I had him quite a ways away. I mean, these guys are all so close, but I didn't see much from McDice that I liked. It felt like it was even briefer than, much briefer than anything Baker did, and he, he blows his knee out pretty quickly. He does, but then he kind of has the second act revival um, where he, he contributes to winning. And I know that's it's kind of the balance of like how much do you want the guy to be the star versus how much do you want him to contribute. And he's coming off the bench for the Pistons teams that make like five straight Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, but he's he's a really big off the bench piece of that. He's probably maybe the sixth or seventh most important in piece. He maintains the defensive intensity when Ben Wallace or Rasheed Wallace goes goes to the bench, and so it doesn't quite show up in the numbers. We're looking at like eight points and seven boards most of those years, but. Um, the the level of play, the on-off, the defensive impact, I think is still really high. I just don't see enough in those Pistons years to warrant this high. It's like 20-something minutes a game, like low 20s. I, I think he should be on this list. And I only have 76 guys, so it's not like I, 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 I can I can mince much. Only one guy is going to is gonna miss the cut, unfortunately. Um, how about... I, how about I gave you more than 26 guys for this, didn't I? I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I, I never had it. I've you didn't had... get Keith Van Horn and Antonio Davis and Tristan Thompson and Tristan like Thompson. Maybe I don't need that. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I actually did okay. Uh, I had Rudy Larusso next. If you're still so mad about Baker, um, I, I had Rudy over Vin. So okay, uh, I'll give a little bit. Five-time All-Star, one-time All-Defense. Great nicknames, Deuce. The Ivy Leaguer with muscles, just beautiful. Honey Boy, Musty, Brutus, Brutus, and Roughhouse Rudy. Power forward and small forward at 6'7". Played from 1960 to 69. He retires age 31 after making the All-Star team and the All-Defensive team. But that was these Warriors teams. Like, that's a 41-win Warriors team. The 68's 43. And uh, he's playing right next to Thurmond. And they're, uh, they're a really good defensive team because of that. This team falls apart. Yeah. Holy shit. What, what happened in this year? So he has a stretch where he's probably the third best Laker um, behind West and Baylor. And it is kind of like this, we really need something better uh, to compete with Boston's uh, big front line. But mm -hmm. this team, I'm trying to figure out what happened to the 68 Warriors. Do you know? I think maybe Thurman gets, no, maybe Thurman gets hurt. No, I don't doesn't think that's right either. It might be honestly. Sorry, my cat was trying to eat something, and then he shouldn't. Yelling. <laughs> the, um, I, I think so, I, I think it is Thurman. Really quickly, because this team is twenty seven and twelve. At one point, they finish forty three and thirty nine. Yeah. Anyways, um, anyways, but that's so that's the my pick. the brief retirement was that the Lakers traded him to the Pistons, and he said, "I do not want to leave California. Uh, I would rather retire than go to California." And then he comes back with with the San Francisco Warriors. 
uh, and 68-69 All-Star both those years. Uh, makes All-Defensive second team the first year that they have the award, um, which is when he's kind of older and closer to that retirement peak. So we're probably looking at several more uh, mm. All-Defensive awards. I, I can get there. Yeah, I'm, all right. I had him down at uh, 58, so 55. Not, you owe me. Not a tough compromise. You owe me after uh, after this Baker shit. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right, do you want to Let's, do Baker here? No. And then, then I, why would I? What would I negotiate with? <laughs> if I give up Baker now, then I have no leverage. Yeah. Sure. Let's do Larusso and then Baker and then Jameson. Good. Yeah. At some point, we just gotta get guys off the board so we don't keep talking about them, and we can we can come back and revisit them uh, in future states. Right, so now we have uh, David West, Zach Randolph, Antoine Walker. Charles Oakley, Rudy LaRusso, Vin Baker, Antoine Jameson, Paul Millsap. I'm I'm kind of interested. He he goes from uh he uh goes from Utah to Atlanta and has some really good years there. I had Kenny Martin next. I just I liked the finals runs playing like 38 minutes a game, like 19 points and nine boards. I, I just feel like that was really cool for for um Millsap. I don't really see that. He kind of joins. You know, he hops over from the West to a much weaker Eastern Conference. All of a sudden, dude's magically an All Star. It's the it's the Paul Millsap exchange. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I try not to get too into those All Star appearances, and then just see like what what are the quality of these teams. The 2016 Hawks, 2016, 2016 Hawks are obviously very very good. Um, would you rather Martin or Paul Millsap? Um, Martin did not make my list. Wow, he, he didn't hit my top seventy five. That's insanity. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what? So, uh, top top points per game under seventeen. He has. Technically, one season with 10 rebounds per game. We have Charles Oakley up here, and we're going to talk about points per game? Well, so here's the thing. Kenny Martin's not that great. Like, like Oakley is is an insane rebounder and a a top defensive player. Martin's okay on defense. Uh, he gets the votes, but like, th- is this this is because you watched the this is because you watched the O two finals. This is because you watched the O two finals and you saw Shaq I, destroy him, and you're so you're so you're on your Laker high horse. Is this true? I no, I haven't watched the O two finals in such a long time that um, I, I wouldn't base it on that. It, it's more based on just the overall body of his career, where he's getting set up by Steve Nash or not, yeah, Jason Kidd, um, and is still like a true shooting negative player. Like he's in an incredibly fluid offense being set up by one of the greatest point guards of all time. Um, and, and still just can't attack the rim that well. Except well, for still... they're not, they're not a good offense. That team, those teams were bad on offense or bottom 10 off. Yeah. You know what they were really, do you know what they were really good at though? Defense. Defense. They made the finals twice off of defense. Like I'll just throw out some playoff series at you. First round. Oh, three versus Milwaukee, 22 and 10. Second round versus Boston, a sweep, 20 and 8. Conference finals, a sweep, 19 and 9. In the finals, gets obliterated by Tim Duncan. That's too bad. Um, in the uh, in the 04 first round versus the Knicks, 23 and 14 on 65% shooting. Like you can find really nice playoff series from Martin, and we know he's bringing good defense because the Knicks are really good on defense. And you, if you deny that, you're insane. Like 2002, they are the best defense in the league and a the 17th best offense, 2003, the best defense in the league, and the 18th best offense out of 29 teams. So Martin is such a huge part of that, and you're out of your mind. Can you make your list at all? Are you okay? Yeah. Do I need to, do I need yeah. to send somebody? Do I need to call like emergency services to your house? <laughs> no, there's just like a lot more good power forwards that yeah, I have either a wellness do it check. longer yeah, or do my it friend, better. Uh, Nathan Schwartz is, I think he's having a stroke. Like, 
I, I would just so much rather have Otis Thorpe, who also plays on some amazing defenses, is a very big, big part of them. Sure. Uh, a Wait. better scorer or better rebounder. Like, Who's your 75th guy? Uh, my 75th guy, Juwan Howard. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Juwan Howard is Anton Jameson, but worse. But worse. Okay. Yes, that's why I have Anton Jameson like 25 spots. And I, was, and I wasn't yes. high on Jameson. That's how ranking I, goes. <laughs> okay, so let's let's move on. Um, let's do Millsap and, and and be happy about it. All right, all right. Do, do we even get to give Millsap his true love? Millsap peaks uh, 11 to 17 between the Jazz and the Hawks, averaging 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists, a steal and a half and a block and a half. He's one of those few guys that does both the steal and the block. You want to talk about actual good defense? Paul Millsap played really good defense. Member of the 60-win Hawks, the four all-star Hawks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, actual positive true shooting added, which it's just so weird that so many guys that we've talked about are, are negative in that thus far. Uh, can't almost be too harsh on that. Career win share. The era, no, no. the the early two thousands, and like really gave you some bad shooting numbers. I think we actually really messed up on Jermaine O'Neal. By the way, we'll talk about that. When we have the chance because uh, we banged on him for his bad field goal percentage numbers. But go look at the Pacers series, like in the early two thousands, and even like the Nets series. Like the teams are literally shooting like thirty eight percent. I guess a team. And so for someone to shoot 42%, it's like, oh my God, how could they? But I actually think it was fine. Who's your next guy after Millsap? So I, I just kind of have a cluster here of Anthony Mason, Antonio McDice, Otis Thorpe, uh, and Bill Bridges. I had Thorpe. So of those guys, I had Thorpe. Did I miss I like Thorpe? Did I miss Bill Bridges? I don't think you gave 100% me. 100% sent you that name. You did not know. Don't have it. Come on. Lied to me. Uh, did you Thorpe, send me that? I don't think you did. I'm going to go through messages. Thorpe is, is one of the guys with the longest NBA careers. He takes over for Hakeem in 91 yeah, when he's out. Um, you know, six seasons, uh, 87 to 92, averaging 18 points, 10 rebounds, and a half a block. Get some cars behind you. Are you all right? Yeah, it's Michigan. Everyone wants to drive their muscle cars. Gotcha. Um, I was going to mention you did. So what happened is you sent me um, after we did the top 25, you sent me the next 50 or so guys. And then of those guys, I just if after the top 50, I got rid of everyone who didn't make it. And then you sent me the next guys leaving a huge gap of guys who didn't make the top 25 and didn't make the top 50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, there's there's some names missing. So that's what we're I missing. sent you additional. OK. Yeah. OK. So you sent me all these names, but I only kept so many after the top 50. That, well, that's on you. That's on me. That's just on me. What are we talking? We're talking about Bill Bridges here. Uh, from 63 to 75, plays for the Hawks, 76ers, Lakers, three-time All-Star, two-time All-Defense. He gets a ring in 75, but uh, it, it doesn't count well, for much. He only plays uh, 10 minutes a night. Four peak seasons from 67 to 70. Here we're looking at basically 15 rebounds and 15 assists. Um, all six seasons, he's between fourth and eighth in rebounds per game. Known for stingy defense and rebounding. Currently, 32nd all-time. In combined playoffs and regular season rebounds, uh, and has the Bill Bridges Rebounding Award at Kansas named after him. That's pretty badass. I can't. I can't deny. It. Bridges has some wow rebounding numbers from like the the late sixties or the sixties into the seventies, um, and that's always pretty cool. I think I'm. I, I didn't really do my research given that he's missing from my list. I'm looking at the list right now. There are some guys that I don't have, like Paul Silas, I don't think I had written down. Um, and he's got to be on here. I'm sorry. He should be I think Paul, no, we, I, I think we moved him to center. No, 
I think he, I think he made it. Yeah, Silas was in the top. That's James Silas. Paul Silas in the top 50. Okay. No wonder he's such a good name. Um, I don't Did David Lee make it? Nope. David Lee is still on here. Okay. Got him right behind Sharif Abdul Rahim. I'll keep him in mind. I don't think anyone else. These are most, most of these guys made the top 50. Truck Robinson. It's not, it's not very much. It's not very much. So I'm saying. Um, okay. So we locked in Bill Bridges, right? Yep. Bill Bridges, Bridges, number 60. Number 60. You got a nomination for 61. I think we should do uh, Otis Thorpe. I think Thorpe is the right call. We just did Thorpe at uh, 59. Okay. Well, who am I missing? Oh, I put in Kenyon Martin because you hate me. One mm. I, I could be talked into Kenyon, but I, I want to. There's a couple other guys that I think need to be here before Kenyon. I will say one thing in Kenyon's favor, though, is like he does not get many awards. Forwards were stacked in, in that time period. Although I will say they were also more stacked in the West, so he still probably should have gotten some all-star nods but like he's not getting all nba in the early 2000s with garnett duncan weber uh sheed he playing as well as he, like the the forward spots were stacked and they also kind of fudge the centers uh to, to get more centers into the all nba it's like there's a year that ben wallace doesn't play a lick of forward and makes it as a forward so uh all nba was really hard to make in those early 2000s can we talk about sydney wicks yeah, yeah right. I like Sydney. Um, Talk to me. About I actually, me. looking at my list, I think I do have most of these people. I've, I've pretty much ever, um, I have I have David Lee, but Wix is a four time All Star. He joins the brand new expansion Blazers, and he is leading some very bad teams. But I don't, I really don't think he's making these All Star appearances because he's just like the best player on a shitty expansion team. The numbers are great. Um, his his rookie year, he's twenty five points, twelve boards, and four assists. Um, next year follows that up with 24 points and 11 boards. Like, these are four straight all-star seasons. A combined at 23, 11, and 4. He's this crazy passing big man, really. And it's it's a bummer he doesn't stick around long enough. Um, he ends up getting traded to Boston. I feel like him and Walton would have been awesome. They do play a season together, but Walton's a rookie. He's banked up as always. What do you think about Wicks? Because I was just in on it. I was I really was. So Wicks is really interesting because you seem to people either love him or hate him. I found uh, a number of good quotes like he invoked feelings. Uh, John Wooden declared him the fastest big man he has ever coached. Uh, fastest, quickest. This and that, you know, Bill Walton, Kareem, like, wouldn't uh, wouldn't coach some of the good bigs. Dave DeBusher also, uh, you know, trumpeted that, saying he's the quickest big man. He'll beat you to the basket if you let him. So you got to stay between him and the basket. And then he's got this crazy jump shot, basically. Um, so like a, a mid-range or long-range pull-up could have potentially had some, uh, some three-point range if he had worked at it more. But then you'll also find some other people, like uh, the New Orleans executive Barry Mendelson. Uh, saying Wicks thinks he's a superstar, but as far as I'm concerned, he's not half the player Pete Maravich is, or half the human being anyone on the New Orleans team is. Nate, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a swing at things. I'm gonna say that's kind of fucking racist. I'm gonna say oh, yeah. really racist, dude. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, um, there 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 were some stuff that people did. Who's the uh, Boondocks character? Uncle Ruckus. That that that. It just I, I saw a, a a clip of like some guy playing the Uncle Ruckus character on a podcast with Snoop Dogg talking about how mm-hmm. he hasn't watched basketball since Pistol Pete Maravich. Um, that that just reminds me of that. All right, that's pretty racist. Um, yeah, my I think my favorite thing about Wicks is the Blazers got him with the second pick because they paid the Cavs um, two thousand five hundred dollars or. 
200,000, 250,000 third times a charm to not take him. Like, I just think that's awesome that like, that, that's the, that there's value right there. Like this guy is so insanely good. Um, please yeah. don't draft him. Um, the Dallas Chaparral's also drafted him in the ABA draft. I think we would have him higher if it wasn't during that NBA ABA split. Mm-hmm. And I think he's also like a good person to look at. Um, uh, whenever I discuss the NBA ABA, people always ask like, how much worse is the ABA? And it, it's worse, almost as good at, at the very end. Um, but one of the big things is like the NBA, you also get some inflation too. Cause like you see him 72 through 76 split. He's 22 points per game, 10 rebounds immediately after the split, uh, age 27 through 29. we'll keep it, you know, kind of short, uh, 12.8 points, eight rebounds. Like, like his, his numbers just fall off dramatically post that merger and post the influx of talent. So uh, if the, he put up the same numbers in the 80s, probably have him higher. But Yeah. Do you want to put him right here? Great. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, also known as Scowl and Cindy. So just, just an interesting, interesting historical look that people people felt things about this man. It is either glowing praise or it is. I do not like this man. Um. All right. All right. I haven't nominated a guy for a while. You're still not in for Mason or, or McDice, are you? Um, how do you feel about Danny Manning? I could get behind Danny Manning, although Actually, I, I, I'm interested in if you if you want to do Ma- uh, Mason and McDice, now's the time to do it. I don't want to push back your nominations too far. Uh, I, I mean, in this cluster, everyone's really close, so um, I, I'm happier to try to find someone that we have consensus on. Mm-hmm. I, I think that makes for a stronger list. There is another name in here that I also kind of want to get your vibe checked on. What you got? That is Lamar Odom. Okay, I had him... Uh, at 69 some i'm a little i'm not quite there yet but but i think he should be on the list i think he's super talented of the guys left in the matrix well everyone's left in the matrix uh he has the highest remaining statistical category uh, of anyone left that's interesting yeah um and, and it's kind of the balance the fact that he does all three things he scores he rebounds and he play makes um which are kind of the you know the three tent poles of nba stats uh, he is average true shooting, um, above average for most of his career. The last couple of years tank him down to, to just about average. But he could run your offense, he could score a little, and he could play pretty solid defense, rebound when needed to. Contributes at a high level to championship teams. I think that there is potential, um, you know, if he hadn't gone to L.A., that he, he develops into an all-star. Or on on another team that's got less ball dominant. Really, uh, no. He he had so much. He had a, he had a lot of opportunity to develop on his own. Like he's on the Clippers and he's on the Heat. You want to talk about developmental opportunities? And you say he's <laughs> on the Clippers. He's on the. I mean, uh, there's a place that maybe you're not developing good good habits, but you're definitely getting to shoot the ball a ton. And do whatever you want. So 04 with Miami. That's his age 24 season. 17 points, 9.7 rebounds, and four assists. You want to tell me? that he sticks it out with Miami and him and Wade, he doesn't become that second all-star? Like, that is... I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, you know who did become an all-star is David Lee. David Can't Lee argue. did become an all-star. And all-NBA player. David Lee is so tricky because 
he is like the symbol of the modern NBA coming to fruition. He gets he has to be tossed to the side to allow the Warriors to blossom into the three point shooting switchable monster that they are. But in 2013, for a pretty good Warriors team, he's 18 and, and 11 and makes the All NBA team. And it's like he's he's one of the best players in the league. But in three years, he's cooked. He's done. Like it's over because that skill set, that back to the back stuff, like rebounding bigs that don't defend the rim very well, are just gone. But we can't let that affect our rankings too much because while that before that had happened um he still was important and effective yeah i mean there was a time where it was like hey we're gonna have our big three clay steph and david lee Mm -hmm. didn't yeah i mean it didn't end up happening but like 2013 he's he's still an all-star and um you know draymond has gone on and talked really glowingly about how Lee was willing to sacrifice and encouraged him, pushed him all the way, even when he took over the starting spot and how uh, much that mentorship meant. Uh, I, I could get with Lee there. I, I like what Lee it. brings. From 08 to 2014, he was 18 points and 11 boards at three assists. Production. Production. Not quite contribution to winning yet, but uh, the right mindset to contribute to winning. I think that it, you know, you lose your starting spot, you could definitely sulk, you could derail chemistry um and instead he just keeps pushing in the team forward okay can i just get a pulse on josh smith where's your head at not on my list not on your list okay not on my list i like i i folded i folded and i put him on my list like will you remember him for being a knucklehead and like doing really dumb shit on the last five four or five stops but he has nine years in atlanta where he's 15 and eight with with 2.1 blocks and 1.3 steals and maybe he's block hunting and steal hunting and he's not actually that good on defense but he's shooting like 50 percent from the field occasionally he's getting to the rim he's getting to four assists like the production is there if if it wasn't for like the absence of basketball iq i feel like he would already have been ranked the word occasionally is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence <laughs> a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> if you mean once in his entire career <laughs> as occasionally sure <laughs> Well, to be fair, you know, it's like 49% in 2009 and 50% in 2010 and 48% in 2011. So there is there are times. Yeah. Um, so if I occasionally mean like, you know, 30 of the games that well, here, season. I'll just, I'll just say from in his Atlanta tenure, um, from we'll say from 07 to 2013, 17 points, eight and a half boards, three and a half assists. 3.4 stocks on 47% shooting. What's not to love, Nate? What's not to love? The fact that it just didn't mean anything. Sure, sure it meant some stuff. They beat Orlando in the 2011 first round. He averaged 14 and 8. They beat Dwayne Wade's Heat. They beat Dwayne Wade's Heat 16 and 9. I'm not ready for him either. I'm just trying to see. Just trying to see where we're at. Yeah. Do you want to do uh, yeah. your guys, McDice and uh, yeah, let's, the other let's, one? Uh, Nate's Mason. Are, are you cool with Mason and the McDice? Sure. Mace, uh, just incredible old Nick for for a tenure for there, um, and then goes to Charlotte and gets to play a lot more uh, with the ball in his hands. Um, his 97 season, the one year that he's all NBA, is 16 points, 11 boards, and almost six assists. Like he had these um, kind of unexpected passing chops. That's when you started to give him the ball more uh, and let him create. Also, big part of the Knicks Hornets rivalry. Like as soon as he goes, it was like that that thing gets uh, heated um, and then him and the heat get heated. Like he was just a fiery, intense presence. It's that uh, not to be a, drunk, a dead horse, but he contributed to winning. He, he's that, he is the crazy that you got to have to win. That's what we're looking for. So with that, we're at 65, correct? Yeah. If we do the next guy. Uh, Mace McDice. Yep. So 65. Can we slip in Kenny Martin? Is it time? 
Come on. It's, All right. It's, it's, it's him or it's like Kevin Willis, and I'm taking Martin. Okay, we can do Martin. Uh, I think we do Odom. Sure thing. Let's do it. All right. So Martin, 65. Odom, 66. Uh, 67. How do you feel about Danny Manning? You asked me this earlier, and we got sidetracked. Um, Danny Manning made the playoffs with the Clippers. For that, he is a god, and I respect any ranking. So Danny Manning made it with the Clippers. He also uh, gets traded for Dominique Wilkins uh, in a move that was not the the most fan felt because Wilkins was still really good, but Manning, while not being as efficient of a scorer, uh, being slightly below league average as a scorer, was a much better defensive player. And him and the Thief combined to be like a really nice defensive combo. Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. Um, I, I saw a random Reddit post. I was just reading around and it said, this guy's like, I lived in Atlanta and Don Wilkins and Deion Sanders were running drug money through their clubs they owned. And they started to get found out and people started to realize and they both get traded in 93 from the Hawks to the Clippers and from the Falcons to the Niners. Hmm. Like they both just basically skipped down. I don't know if that's true. I read it online. It may be totally false, but that guy was like, yeah, everyone knew it. I was there. Like, Of course they were doing that. They weren't selling drugs themselves, but their facilities were being used and they were aware of it. Source, I, it came to me in a dream. <laughs> I, my source is that I made it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's okay. All right. Uh, I, I don't know what more to say to that, but... Yeah, Danny Manning, good player. Good player. Can we throw in Happy Harrison for number 68? Big He's minutes. my next guy. Ah, oh, perfect. Big minutes on the 72 Lakers, one of the, like the 10 best teams ever. Man, I really got to do a better job of uh, I- including my my context based here. I think it's when, okay, I, I wrote down like a bunch of quotes just for these guys, but I, I forgot to list the context based for it. Uh, but Harrison, after being named to the All-NBA team, um, and he, or uh, he didn't make not being team. named to the not being named to the All NBA team, saying I'm not really too surprised. Automatically, West and Wilt were on it, but I thought the coaches would select me. I think I played about as well as any forward in the division, except for maybe Jerry Lucas and Bob Love. It's a funny thing. If I had been on one of the expansion teams, I would have made it. It would have been much easier to score 28 to 30 points a game. You know, I would have had quite a few rebounds too. But on this team, you know, there's just not as many scoring or rebounding opportunities. But I'd really rather be a Laker. He kind of sacrificed is the individual numbers and focused on the team success. Gets those those rings, uh, you know, true shooting added, very effective player, almost almost nine hundred and uh, seventy career win shares. Sure, this is uh, he's just so mad at Sidney Wicks and Bob Kaufman. He's fucking furious. What's up? We talked about Wicks. We'll probably talk about Kaufman. Yeah, you know, I, and I think that's fair. He's like, listen, if I was in if I was in their situation, I would have had that same. Same thing happened to me, and it's like, well, yeah, probably, possibly, and like that's why we're not suffering you guys out that much. We we can look at it and see, you know, putting up lesser numbers on a championship team is probably the same as putting up better numbers on a worse team. Like, yeah, we know we know what you do. Happy, chill. Okay, my next guy is Truck Robinson. He's my next guy too. Man, we're just on fire. This nineteen seventy eight first team All NBA, eighth and eighth in MVP shares. Um, twenty three points per game, fifteen point seven boards per game. That's a league high. Forty four point four minutes per game. That's a league high. All impressive stuff. Makes another All Star team for the Suns as well in nineteen eighty one. Man, I did not know where I was going with this notes. Oh, oh, okay. I have a note that just says mullet. 
I think it's supposed to say bullets. About his bullets tenure. But I'm like, did, did Truck have a mullet? What the fuck was I doing when I was making this? Yeah, yeah. Led the league in rebound in 78. All-NBA first team. First team. Uh, Post-merger. First team. And the guy he beats out is Elvin Hayes, who had a fine season, uh, plays 81 games. And so it's not like there's like you know, this fluky, um, I, I forget which guard gets in over Oscar or Jerry West one year or the first team, but it's like West played half the season or Oscar played half. Like, you know, hey, he beat out Elvin Hayes one year. It's only one year, but I I'll take I'll take a little something. Are we basketball. looking at the same? Uh, I don't see that. 1978 All-NBA teams, he beats out Walter Davis and Maurice Lucas. But he also is the highest vocating forward above Dr. J, which that's something. Where am I? I don't know what I'm looking at. Do they not? Oh, Elvin Hayes also doesn't make the team. So, suck it, Elvin Hayes. They only have one all-defensive team vote written down for 78. It's just Bobby Jones, first team. He's the only yeah. all-defensive team, one guy. I know a few of the, I think it's 78, 74, and 75 or something. The, the archives are missing. They're incomplete. All right, so we have that's our 69th guy. Give me your 70th guy. Sharif Abdul-Rahim. We are in... I, I think we're yeah, ready. Yeah, we're, we are in the depths of awful awful teams with good numbers we're talking we're talking juan howard we're talking uh bob coffin we're talking christian leitner sharif abdul rahim just truly meaningless stats although a very fun player to watch uh i saw the thing on tiktok a little bit ago about like hey if you just watched highlights of guys who would you believe were all-stars sharif could attack well and sharif if um he had a mid-range game he had a pull-up he had an explosive dunk i think uh I, I think he would wait, rate much higher if you just let's watch highlights. Uh, Jason Terry, you talked about the guy has a flair for scoring. He just finds the basket. Uh, we're definitely going to be a playoff team next year. Newsflash, they were not a playoff team next year. But uh, yeah, he was very high on, on Sharif. Okay, it's true for the way he gets drafted the, to the Vancouver Grizzlies, which is basically hell. It's a great city. Not a good team. Not a good basketball team. I would vote in a heartbeat to put a team back in vancouver um but not uh but not that kind of team get a better team next time try again i mean i'd vote to put a team there i don't know that i'd go there to play for that team like uh i I know it's beautiful actually a lot of my favorite shows were shot in vancouver so uh although they're all sci-fi and supposed to be taking place on alien planets um yeah sci-fi channel in vancouver lots of good good film deals um but the the team just never quite came together a lot of guys really didn't want to go there or, and it kind of crumbled based on reputation before it ever had a chance to really get, get going. We're in a much better spot now. You know, Nate, our, our lives as basketball talking heads is going to get a lot easier when expansion happens. Not easier, but, well, it is easier because in limited content, infinite content. I'll do an expansion draft every day until I die. Um, so it's going to be worse when, when expansion actually happens because then we can't do this anymore. <laughs> How cool is well, that? Like, like the modern age of, of basketball discourse has not seen expansion. Like we don't. Like we're going to be talking about like the like the whole like expansion era in the league getting easier to win, and it's a whole new rhetoric that that came from the '90s, and now we're here. We're doing it again. Um, yeah, but in 2019, the, the pre-expansion, the, the way better. Raptors are the best team of all time. Why should we top 20? Okay. This is this is when you forget that I'm actually older than you and. I I, I lived uh, in waking deep fandom memory mm-hmm. through the Bobcats. And like, I remember trying to figure out who the Lakers were going to protect and let go and who we might lose. And uh, they who snagged did you guys Kareem lose? Rush. Uh. Kareem Rush, which really hurt me. Because uh, <laughs> Rush uh, in, in 04 
has one game which, I, if you asked, I don't know how old I was, uh, 12, 13-year-old Nate versus today Nate, like how good the Scream Rush game, I would be like, listen, it's Clay fucking Thompson just drilling threes right and left uh, to close out Minnesota. It's actually, I'm pulling it up right now. It was six for seven, which in that time might as well have been yeah, Clay Thompson. Yeah, that was, tw- was 23s at that point. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's, it's a six-point game. It's a six-point victory. And he the entire rest of the series has 11 points. In this game, he drops 18 on six for seven three-point shooting. So <laughs> A dagger. You're so, so hurt. Okay, so we, we locked in Sharif. Can I just take a gamble and say we're going to lock in the next two guys? Is uh, Bob Kaufman and Bob Boozer, the Bobs? Yeah, sure. I actually had Juwan Howard pulled up, but... Uh... Really? You no. made fun of my Juwan Howard. Uh, uh, I made fun of it, but that earlier. was like that was like at fifty five. This is like seven. This is seventy. You asked me who my seventy fifth guy was, and I told <laughs> you Juwan Howard. And you're like, he's a worse version of Antoine James. I'm like, he yes, was, he was. Um, okay, no, I, I think the thing with like, do you think do you like Coffin enough? Because I, I could get down with Boozer, but Coffin does. It's Wicks, but it's worse. It's, it's the teams are worse, and he's worse. I, I mean, they're both. They're both kind of in this this same time and same uh, lack of contributions to like good teams. I mean, you know, Bob Bob gets to Chicago, becomes a one time All Star. He's he's playing all right beforehand, and um, you know, fourteen points, seven ish boards. But like, yeah, I think Kaufman just a little bit better. Gets the all three right. All Star appearances, twenty and ten, and for like three seasons. It's, it's not much, but it's something. All right, so if we go uh, Kaufman, 71, uh, Boozer, 72, who you want for 73? We get three more names. Who are your, like, three names that you want to have make this? Well, I remember, I don't have I – don't, I don't know if I have all the names you you have at your disposal. I had um I had Juwan Howard, Kevin Willis, and uh, Josh Smith. All right, all right. Um, Kevin Willis is my next guy. But then I've got one name that's not on your list that I really – think should make it and there's an argument for him to be higher but uh i i didn't push for him so i guess that's on on me but um are, are you comfortable with kevin willis at uh, 73 yeah i am played until he was 44 years old 1424 games 12 points and eight boards 1992 18 points and 15 and a half boards good stuff from willis and that's after destroying his knee in 1988. Missed the enti- he missed the entire 1980-89 season with a knee injury. That was age 26, and he played until uh, until he was 44. That's impressive stuff. Yes. Now, out of anyone that has played uh, 12,000 games or 1,200 games, games uh, Kevin Willis is like the worst in almost every statistical category. <laughs> well, he's not blocking shots, and he's not scoring efficiently. He has 82 win shares, but his negative one four. But he is the uh, he's the ex- he is the uh, the worst at that many games. It's yeah. uh, it's the worst. Well, win how sh- many? But like, here's the thing: how many guys played 12 of uh, 100 games? Like. He has 14. played. We played yeah. in a ton of games. Yeah, he, he has played a ton of games, and a lot of the later ones also helped drag down yeah. a lot of his things. I think so I like, could say pretty confidently he is the worst player to play fourteen hundred games. Like usually, if it's like Vince Carter, it's like he made eight All Star teams. Like no wonder he's playing so long. He's a great player. Like Kevin Willis stretched out a fringe All Star, fringe All NBA guy into into the longest career ever, age forty four. My goodness. Okay. So you have Willis and at 73. Who is your mystery man? My mystery man uh, is Sam Perkins. Wow. No, I do like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Perk, 
Um, can we do Perkins above um, Willis? I, I can be talked into it. My my thing with Perkins is like the idea of Perkins is always better than what Perkins actually is. And we talk about Perkins being a three point shooter, and he develops into one pretty late into his career. Like he's less than a three a game from eighty five to ninety three and shooting twenty seven percent. So like not efficient, non uh, volume. And then he gets to Seattle later, uh, 94, age 32, um, and then then starts shooting threes. He's a, a more regular clip. Mm. You know, I, there were a lot of teams that really wanted him to be like the next guy or be the guy that takes, takes them a leg up. He's on the 88 Dallas Mavericks that go to the Western Conference Finals and they're, you know, it, it's him and it's uh, Dantley. He, and they're like, can, can we get over the hump? It's Ron Harper. They, they have a lot of good guys, but like, he never quite ascends to the star level. He never makes an all-star team. And like kind of looking back at him, I almost feel if, that he's a little bit Kyle Kuzma-esque of this guy that like at a young age, like, oh, maybe he becomes an all-star. And then you're just like, nope, 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 nope. Just just never, never quite gets to where you want him to be. So that's that's why I had him below Wilkin or Willis. But you know, you could talk me pretty much as high as like Truck Robinson on this guy or you know, just just guys that got a lot of meaningless stats if if you really like it because he is a big part of the 91 Lakers finals run. Uh, I'll throw the big number at you. 33 playoff series, 18 playoff series wins at 29 minutes per game and 11 points per game. He's he's contributing from age 23 to age 39 in the playoffs. In the 96 finals run on the Sonics, 32 minutes a game in that finals. In the 93 conference finals against Phoenix in Seattle, 33 minutes per game. Like He's on these teams. 91 finals, 41 minutes per game in the finals. I've been a big minutes per game guy, honestly. I feel like it's the last number that people mention. Like They want to talk about points and rebounds. I'm like, are they on the court? Are they on leaving on the court? Like this, that matters so much to me in terms of, like this tier of player. Like, I just want to know if their team wants them out. There. It's a important thing, especially seeing like we're past the superstar guys. We're past just the guys that we can compare multiple All NBAs, All Stars, MVP votes, and now we're like, all right, where, where, what exactly is your role? Where, where do you belong in this? Um, yeah. So, so how high do you want them? I want them. I think you're right. I think I think I want him um, uh, behind Truck Robinson above Raheem. All right, all right. Sorry, I like you, my guy, but your your numbers really just don't mean anything. They're good numbers. Though. Twenty and eight on they fifteen are... win teams. Okay, number seventy five. Give me a name, Nate. Throw it at me. John Beasley. Okay, let me let me Going... process that one real quick. <laughs> well, so I, my last two guys are him and Juwan Howard. Um, so if you want to go with Juwan, the ABA guy, ABA guy, 69 all-star MVP of the ABA, one of the potentially worst ABA games of all time or worst all-star game of, of all times. It sets the record with 94 free throw attempts. Could you imagine watching an all-star game where they shoot 94 free throws? Doug Moe has a quote about how the NBA sucked and was not a good league. And uh, he mentions that they don't try the all-star game. And I think that's what he's talking about. It's like, we played fucking hard. We fouled the shit of each other. I came here to win. Uh, yeah, that uh, that they tried to do. Yeah, it's, it's three seasons. It's the early ABA stuff. Um, he had gotten drafted to the NBA, but then didn't make it. Uh, back in 66 so like yeah there there could be a lot of just weak era aba stuff but i'm not 
overly thrilled with Juwan Howard either. So no, I'm down with Beasley now. In 1968, I, or I do. I have my um my top ten players for each season thing. The statistical model, mm-hmm. all the counting stats, all the advanced stats, mush them together. What do you get? The Aaron Goodness of, scale. The Aaron Goodness scale. But it's a bunch of garbage. But it is pretty cool. 1968 in the ABA, he comes in fifth. He's the fifth best player. 1969, he's 11th. And 70, he's outside the top 15. But 1968, the fifth best player in the ABA. Probably not a top 20 player in the NBA, but like... No, no. It's a pretty harsh drop-off. I actually want to talk to you about that sometime soon. Um, This first year. And he's probably... No, he's probably top... Maybe top 40 player. (laughs) Maybe top 30. Uh, All right, all right. We should do Juwan Howard. Okay, let's do it. Damn, talk yourself out of it. I mean, Howard is a guy who's not the peak of the NBA, not by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but comes in and has some really early success in the 90s. He's with Washington, uh, and then just plays for fucking ever. He's another 1,200 career games guy, and like, yeah, from 09 to 2013, he's kind of just Udonis Hasleming the situation, like, uh, just, just... Keep getting them checks. Keep being there for veteran leadership. <laughs> Got them checks, though, man. Got them checks. Got them checks, though. And, and that's something. At 75, I think uh, I think that's about as good as we're going to get. There are some other good power forwards left. Um, guys like a Serge Ibaka or an Antonio Davis or Keith Van Horn. Just, I, I couldn't quite get the justification to have them this high. Uh, there's also Marvin Barnes, but once again, you've got like a, a, the briefest of ABA stints uh, and then kind of falls apart. I should correct myself from earlier. I mentioned uh, that he was on the New Orleans Buccaneers teams. He was not. He was St. Louis. I was just flat out wrong. ABA is tough to nail down. Sorry. I forgive you. It's a whole other league, whole, whole cities and teams you got to memorize. All right. Would you like me to read the list, Nate? Yeah, let's do it. So top 75 power forwards ever, 51 through 75. David West, Zach Randolph, Anton Walker, Charles Oakley, Rudy LaRusso is 55. Vin Baker, Anton Jameson, Paul Millsap, Otis Thorpe, Bill Bridges is 60. Sidney Wicks, David Lee, Anthony Mason, Antonio McDice, Kenyon Martin, Lamar Odom, Danny Manning, Happy Harrison, Chuck Robinson, 70 is Sam Perkins, Shreef Abdul-Rahim. Bob Kaufman, Bob Boozer, Kevin Willis, and Juwan Howard at number 75. Great work, Nate. Work. We've done it. <laughs> Aaron, where can the people find you? Possible share is on TikTok and this podcast all the time. You can find me, Nate underscore Hoops Temple on TikTok. And you can email us, hoopstemple at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. 